Welcome to our Advice and Insights podcast, a special series on the case for dividend growth, investing in a post-crisis world. What we're doing here is a series of talks, including some excerpts from the book itself to help capture the investment philosophy known as dividend growth investing that we have made a cornerstone to our practice at the Bonson Group. The book, The Case for Dividend Growth, has just come out and represents my best work and best case and argument for the investment methodology that we believe is at the cornerstone of a truly efficient client experience. We look forward to getting your feedback through this Advice and Insights podcast on the dividend growth orientation. Conclusion. Summarizing the case for dividend growth investing in a post-crisis world. I began these talks and indeed began the book writing around the, the journey that I've gone through in my professional life as an investment manager and, and the lessons learned, sometimes very difficult lessons learned out of stock market and economic developments early on in my career. And as things have played out over time, the adoption of a dividend growth orientation equities has not only been reinforced and, and validated, but I've deepened in my appreciation for it, deepened in, in my appreciation for what I study about it historically and in the merits and benefits that, that we find in it into the future. I believe that these series of talks have meant to give you just kind of a taste of a lot of what we unpack deeper in the book around the different arguments for dividend growth and as a reply to the different objections against it. I really do think that the most common uh, argument I've heard in the real world against it from clients actually invested in the strategy over the years, it's not been about things that can go wrong. Let's put it that way. It's not been, what if we end up with companies that blow up or, or we think everything's fine, turns out they're not. The high yield versus growth of dividend argument performance-oriented issues, it, it's really come down to FOMO, fear of missing out. What if I own 25 to 35 diversified, high-quality companies with sustainable, growing dividends they pay to me and that I'm accumulating a lot of wealth through the strategy and I will one day withdraw my wealth in a very coherent manner uh, with this uh, intelligence strategy? But what if... While doing all that, there's some hot dot stock out there I could have bought at 30 bucks that goes to 400 and I didn't get it. And that argument will always be there. And the best thing I can say to that argument is, that's right, what if? Because hopefully dividend growth will avoid those temptations, those reaches, those illusions of easy money, free money. And is that to say that some companies do not do that? They do not skyrocket up in a number of a short number of years by two, three, four, five hundred percent. No, of course, that does happen. It doesn't represent an investment policy. It doesn't represent a risk-appropriate, risk-managed investment methodology, but it can happen. And if we're doing everything right, we'll be avoiding that because we're not seeking such a thing. The fact of the matter is, is that dividend growth investing are for those investors that want to invest in companies know what their risks are, define their risks, and increase the propensity for a sustainable result. 
and do so in a manner that is advantageous to the growth of their principal as well as the growth of the cash flow generation that the portfolio creates and that do so for their benefit in whatever their financial objectives may be, current or future, lump sum or periodic. And so any number of crazy products may come out over the years attempting to try to execute different things. And our view is that dividend growth cannot be achieved through a product. It is a process. It is a philosophy. And in order for us to achieve the things we want to achieve, we actually have to do hard work. But we do believe those various benefits that we talk about in terms of increasing the quality of the companies we buy, increasing the alignment that we as shareholders have with management, avoiding over-concentration risk because we're not diversified, uh, avoiding inflation risk because our income cannot supersede the escalations that inflation creates in the price level. We believe that we can overcome the volatility of market prices as withdrawers by withdrawing from a growing flow of income. And we believe that we can benefit from market volatility as accumulators by buying things that are systematically acquiring more shares. We think all these things can be done through the dividend growth philosophy I've laid out in these talks. But we think that we can only do it with hard work. I'm going to close out the talk with the conclusion from the book itself, which I think captures so much of what we believe in and what we've tried to get to throughout these conversations. I stated earlier that there are various ways to approach investing that transcend the cultural propensity for timing and selection. Various disciplines and systems of investing share at least this much in common. They do not claim to deliver that which does not exist. I wrote this book because I believe dividend growth to be the best of these systems in terms of simplicity, tax efficiency, risk-adjusted results, and mechanical optimization. I'm not interested in claiming that in a certain window of time, the dividend growth raindrop will fall down a window faster than another investment raindrop will. I am interested in defending, though, the idea that some methodology consistently applied and administered with behavioral wisdom and discipline will provide a better long-term result than the alternatives. And anecdotally, I would say particularly better than the alternative of trying to change your methodology around season by season. Let me put this differently. In our firm, we wish to pull investors from the cult of selection and timing and into the world of dividend growth equity with heavy behavioral modification overlaying all we do. As long as we are guiding decisions on behalf of our clients' capital, dividend growth equity would be a major part of our investing strategy. The epiphany I had so many years ago sticks with me to this day. Investors put capital to work because they want it back in the form of cash. They may want a stream of cash or a higher lump sum of cash, and the timelines of redelivery will vary just like the time the money is to deploy it will vary. But a return of cash is the be-all and end-all, and therefore we have a fiduciary responsibility to do this in the most efficient way possible. For our money, that way is with the great companies of the world, liquid, well-managed, tax-efficient, with pricing power, aligned with shareholders, generating strong free cash flow, paying out a growing dividend to their investors. The underlying price of the stock of these companies will vary and fluctuate, of course, but that growing income will prove to be the return of cash the investor wants and needs, whether now or in the future. This methodology has paid dividends to us and our clients for many years and will do so for many years to come. 
Investors like to say, I want to own something that is real, often in reference to real estate or gold. But I can think of nothing more real than the dividend that comes from ownership and free enterprise. The miracle of free enterprise, combined with the miracle of compounding returns, forms a potent combination in this post-crisis investment environment. We like to call it the miracle of dividend growth. Thank you for listening to this Advice and Insights special podcast series covering the case for dividend growth. We hope you have found it enlightening and at least given you a taste of what it is we believe at the cornerstone of our investment process. Of course, we really do encourage you to buy a copy of The Case for Dividend Growth or reach out to us and maybe we'll get you a copy. We want you to read the whole book, not just merely rely on the podcast, but we do hope that this has given you a taste of the arguments that we make for dividend growth investing and given you a better foundation to understanding the investment methodology itself. Thank you for listening to Advice and Insights Podcast. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.